Hello, everybody. Thanks for your patience. This is here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. Here in the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. And I'm sitting very close to you. I don't know if uh, the radio listeners can know that, but the stream viewers online definitely do. We are getting very close now, Andrew. This is a very intimate radio program. In fact, so intimate, you are actually with us right here in the studio right now. Uh, special hello to all of our friends who are tuning in on radio. Uh, and of course, hi to everybody who's actually watching us with your eyeballs. Do you guys miss us on the weekend? We missed you. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you always followed up with such a such a smooth response. I don't. I like how how is this fair? What are you talking about? How I mean, you're this? the one that's like, did you miss us? That's uh... that's. I love that. I think that's great. I think we should just invite everybody right on here come on into in. the studio. Come on in. The watching is hot. Um, so today we're going to be talking about some fun topics. We're going to tell you about the Asia Rainbow Ride, this very cool ride for visibility for the LGBT community as we kick off this uh, month here. Uh, I guess it's the, the run-up to the same-sex, uh, well, I guess we call it the Pride Parade. We don't call it the same-sex marriage parade. Yeah. That's what we were doing last year. Uh, but yeah, Gay Pride Parade. In Taiwan, coming Woo! up this, uh, this uh, I guess, next weekend, we're going to tell you about um, the Rainbow Ride, a bike ride around uh, northern Taiwan. Also, city rivalries continue. This time, Tainan and Taichung are showing down with pastries. Did you mean throwing down? Throwing down, sorry. <laughs> is it, is it, did I say showing down? You said showing down. It's okay. It's all good. Showdown, showing down. It's a pastry showdown. Uh, we're going to tell you about uh, relations with India, which are on the rise. Mm. Hi to our Indian listeners. Hello. Uh, and right at the top of our show today, we should begin with a look at who's online. Who's online, Leslie? Uh, okay, so as always, we've got Jen Dolari saying Hi. hello. And we have Andrea Wong from the Espanol service. Espanol service. She's very amused that we're sitting closer together. <laughs> um, we have. Brought- I could touch him. Uh, could you not before? I guess you couldn't, huh? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I didn't think about that. I needed like a broomstick to like poke you from over here. We got brothers Dan Rutledge from um, Austin, Texas. That's I think that's the first time I've uh, heard of a Tex a Texanite. A, a Texan. 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 Sorry. As it were. As it were. <laughs> um, saying hello. Jessica Chang says hello. Hi, Jessica. Abid Hussein Sajid says hello. Uh, he says beautiful voice, Andrew. Oh, well, Leslie, too. Nothing, nothing He's here just yet. not speaking into to his microphone as much as I am. Go yeah. on. Lean in there. Uh, Give us your best radio I don't want to get the beard like, you know, the, the, the <laughs> facial. Well, then again, you have facial hair, so I don't know what I'm complaining about. <laughs> get the facial hair <laughs> caught up in the microphone. Uh, Dewey Booty Rahar. Hi. From uh, Indonesia. Wow. Cool. We got a very multinational, worldwide, global audience right now. I love it. I couldn't love it any more than that. Um, <laughs> so thank you for all of you to all of you for uh, joining us here um, for our show. Uh, shall we get things started? Yeah, go right ahead. Let's get things started right now. Okie dokie. We are going to start off with, let's see, which topic shall we start with? Let's start with uh, the city rivalries. Because uh, last time we were talking about braised pork. Yeah. Uh, Tainan versus Kaohsiung. Uh, this, of course, if you speak Mandarin, this is Lu Fan, right? Yeah. Or if you speak Taiwanese, Lu Bapeng. And um, that was between, <laughs> what, Kaohsiung and Tainan, like you were saying. Kaohsiung... I mean, Tainan is famous for its food, uh, not just delicious, but also distinctly sweet. 
Yes. Because Tainan is, they, they produce a lot of sugar. Yes. And they were so proud of the fact that they produce sugar that they found a way to put in everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do we put sugar into a pizza? Well, Tainan's going to figure it out. Well, I mean, it's that it's that beautiful mixture of savory and sweet, right? Indeed. So if you can find a way to boost up the sweet notes in foods, it's actually going to make it taste more savory. Right. If you add the extra little salt, soy sauce, um, some more savory notes, it's actually going to boost the sweetness of your sweet foods, your desserts. Actually, that reminds me. I got a question to ask you at the end of the story. Just remind me to ask you the questions before we go. Okay. But, shall um, I make a note of it right here? Please, please do. Leslie, <laughs> ask me a question. I got a cue for you too, sir. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Uh, okay. So there's the city rivalries, right? And it started with uh, Chen Ximai, who's the mayor of Kaohsiung, uh-huh. and uh, Huang Weizhe, who's the mayor of Tainan. And Huang Weizhe has been very outspoken, like very, very outspoken. He has no problem... Um, if he's got someone on his mind, he's got no problem telling whoever needs to be told what he's thinking. He likes to throw down the gauntlet. He does. And this, and you know, they had a food festival done in Kaohsiung, uh, a, a week ago, I think. And Chen Shima was just like, oh, you know, we have the best Luro fun down here in Kaohsiung. <laughs> and the Huawei, so he was in Kaohsiung, like to promote Tainan food in, um, at the exhibition in Kaohsiung. And the Huawei was like, hold your horses there, buddy. Wait a minute. <laughs> he's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, no, we have the best uh, fun in Tainan, mm-hmm. and he's just—he was just not having none of it, and he wanted Chen Shima to know, and he's just like, you know what? If you want a piece of me, you're gonna get a piece of me, so we're gonna have a competition. <laughs> you come and you bring your best stuff, buddy, and like this is this whole thing. But now they have um, uh, actually now we're bringing Tainan and uh, Taizong into the fray, and this story goes all the way back to last year when they were getting up to the election because. We're talking about um, a legislator, in a, a lawmaker, a city lawmaker from Tainan who is uh, well, Xie Longjie. And you also have Taizong city lawmaker uh, Xie Zizong. Uh-huh. Now, they made a bet during the election of last year saying whoever city, whoever's party got more city seats in Taizong, uh, they would, uh, what was it? They would, they, one of them would jump into the river. And, <laughs> and Xie Longjie, the guy from Tainan, lost. I love this. I, I, I love these things where, where politicians are like, if, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to jump into a river. Yeah, like, and, and they mean it. They mean it. It's not like, it's not like um, a politics anywhere else where they, they're like, oh, it was hyperbola. It was a metaphor. <laughs> you know, like, no, in Taiwan, they're just like, no, we're, we're, we're going to do it. I love it. So Xie Longjie, long story short, Xie Longjie lost, and the bet was for him to jump into a city canal in Taizong. Uh-huh. And he's going to do it. He's going to do it, I think, tomorrow, which is the 27th. But you pointed something out is that was the the um the canal that he's jumping into is like knee deep. Liotran, it's like it's like it's a it's a river that's been re uh I guess it's been uh rehauled, overhauled in Taichung. So they've made improvements to it. Yeah. They've they've given it a new riverbed and new banks. And literally, if you fall into it, it's like falling into a fountain. So like it's it's got to like the lifeguard there has to be on some safety <laughs> notification. He's like, okay, you can't jump. You can maybe just like mildly walk into the water, but I'm not letting you jump. Like if you have any safety standards, that's what's gonna happen, right? And not just that, but like you you said that, and then I followed up. I was like, oh yeah, there's a drought right now in central Taiwan. There's probably no water in the canal. I, I mean, I think it's probably the safest time to to do this. Maybe that's why you waited so long. It was two years, right? Was uh, this from the elections in uh, twenty? 20- 18? No, 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 because I did a hashtag on it, and I believe that was um, 
That was for this was twenty this year in January. So it's not city lawmakers. They are city lawmakers, but gotcha. they were betting on legislative seats, <laughs> which is which is like it's it's insane. Anywhere else, you would think these guys have a gambling problem, right? But because this is Taiwan, because it's like a political issue, and Taiwanese politicians love to get political with their politics. <laughs> and they love to get like they love to throw down. And they as we see it here. Anyway, Xie Longjie, we gotta bring it back to the pastry because bring it back to the pastries. Xie Longjie says, I'm not just coming to Taizong, I'm coming to Taizong with pastries from Tainan. I'm gonna be three of three of them. And then we'll ask people there who are here to witness me jump the canal and ask them which pastry they like better from Tainan or Taizong. So we've got two stories that are it's like a convergence of two stories. Yeah. He's like, if I'm gonna jump in the river, I might as well like start a new publicity campaign for the pastries from our city. Yeah, see talk about riding the wave. Riding the wave. Like, this guy is not <laughs> this guy is not letting it die. He's just like, you know what? I'm gonna jump the canal, but I'm gonna bring the story to another thing. And I love this riding the wave in a very shallow canal. You see? <laughs> not just... enough water for a wave. What's the what's the aquatic equivalent of making a mountain out of molehill? Uh that this. Yeah. You, this is <laughs> exactly it. it. So do we know what the pastries are? Um we do not. They say he said he's gonna bring three different kinds. Okay. And three Tainan's got a lot of um Pastries. pastries. So, Mr. Feast Me West, would you like to speculate? Speculate what kind of pastries? Oof, this could be tough. Pastries from Tainan. Could it be like du pong or something like that? It's got to be a traditional pastry, right? It's got to be. Tainan cake? Something that you can only find in Tainan. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna hold out and wait and see if I know uh, if, if we can... We'll, we'll wait for the story to come yeah, out. Yeah, and, and he they specifically said... He's going to bring three pastries from Tainan and throw down with pastries from Taichung. Like, they are looking for stuff to be competitive about. Like, this I love is this. super competitive, man. I love this. A safe brawl yeah. involving food and everybody being happy in the end. Yeah. Everybody gets to eat, right? Everybody gets to eat. Wait, you had a... I'm supposed to ask you a question. Oh, right. Okay. Or are you so, asking me a question? So, there's a question online where it's just like, you have a bowl of rice and okay. you can eat whatever... Like, the, the rice will refill. However, you can only eat one thing with this rice ever again. Like, you can only pick one dish yeah. to go with this bowl of rice. It's a never-ending bowl of rice. What dish would you choose? Oh, man. Well, I mean, don't we go back to Luro Fan then? Like, the braised pork on rice? Yeah, is that what you... Is, is that what you choose? I mean... Yeah. Okay. What, 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 what do you choose? I don't know. Because like that, that, that was a question that just got me going, huh, what would I choose? I've been thinking about this all weekend. I mean, do you have an answer? No. No I'm, answer. I was, you know what? You know what's funny? I was going to ask my girlfriend this question yesterday, <laughs> and then I totally forgot. That's why I told you to write it down, because it bothered me yesterday after we part ways. I was just like, oh, right. I was supposed to ask her that question. Oh, Oops. Leslie, <laughs> like, you are in trouble. Uh, uh, well, I like that. Well, we're going to keep our eyes on this story. And yeah. if we uh, come up with uh, the pastries, which we will, we'll eventually know what the pastries are, we will let you know Indeed. on a future edition of Here in Taiwan. And cue the tinkly music. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the uh, bike ride mm. to promote visibility within the LGBT community. And I just want to uh, get the Facebook page and show you some pictures here because this is looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind joining in this ride next year. It's called Asia Rainbow Ride, but they've already planned out 2021 and 2022. So it says Asia, but it's taking place mostly in Taiwan. 
I think, uh, yeah. I mean, the the woman who is uh, kind of behind this, she is from California, I believe, originally, and had participated in a lot of um, biking events. Yeah, and she was reminded of her uh, her time doing the AIDS slash life cycle, which is an event down in California where you bike for AIDS awareness and stuff like that. And she's like, wait, Taiwan is very gay friendly. And not just that, but Taiwan is also a very nice place to go biking. It's a very bike friendly place. So if you just we may put the two places to put the two things together. And you're just like, there you go. So I talked to my friend, Xiao Gang, who is actually part of this ride. I just spoke with him on the phone. Um, and he told me a little bit about it. I guess there were about 30 people. They were on the ride, um, and they had uh, rainbow flags with them. And Again, this was to promote kind of visibility for the queer community here in Taiwan, the LGBT community. Right. Um, and he said that next year, he's hoping that people can dress up more, have crazier, wilder outfits, more colorful. Um, I asked him, did like you know people that they passed on the road, did they know what was going on and what the purpose of the ride was? And he said he wasn't too sure that everybody knew. Yeah. I think a lot of people do know rainbow flags are part of the LGBT community. It's like kind of the symbolism. Yeah. Um, but maybe not everybody knows. So he's hoping they can maybe spice it up a little bit more next year. Uh, he said that he really uh, enjoyed going to see like different parts of Taiwan, mm -hmm. the northern part of Taiwan. And I think in the coming years, they're actually going to expand it and have it be a much longer ride. Uh, so this year they went 130 kilometers. Uh, so about 65 kilometers per day. Uh, and in the future, they're going to go all the way around Taiwan, I think two years from now. You know, because I can remember the last time I went 130 kilometers. Well, that's just too short a distance. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, no, because you said they want to expand it. Right, right, right. And then obviously what they did this year, they weren't happy with it. So that was a little bit of sarcasm for you <laughs> on the like, Monday, Andrew. I was like, 130 kilometers is a lot. So no, I don't know man. what you're talking about. So I think eventually they're going to do a 900 plus kilometer circuit all the way around Taiwan. That would take eight days to complete. It's kind of like a rite of passage. Have in you Taiwan. ever biked around Taiwan? I have not. Um, my only circuit of Taiwan was on a train, so that's like not too. I've, I don't know if I've ever done that either. Yeah. Know, you got me thinking. Oh, you could drive around Taiwan super easy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Or you could scoot around Taiwan. That's 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 difficult because scooters can't go on the highway. This is true. This is true. However, easier than biking. You're probably on the same roads that you'd be biking on. That's so, true. So, you know, scooter, biking. Uh, I think I might opt for a scooter the <laughs> first <I'm> time. <laughs> not doing scooter. Not doing biking. I, so, Xiao Gang, I asked him, I, was, I said, was it kind of scary going, uh, you know, on the on the highways? on the, the kind of, Well, it's not the highways, but the kind of like the ocean highway that goes around the northern tip of taiwan such a beautiful ride though even if you think about it that's that's got to be a beautiful ride he said it was gorgeous i, bet. I mean it, it and you know usually when we see it we're in a car so you don't really get to appreciate it it is uh as we say in chinese so it's like you're on a horse looking at flowers that is such a that is such a dated expression <laughs> okay like... let me try it in english uh rolling stone cat uh, no that's not the same thing is it um yeah it's just no, yeah, that it is. It is the horse is the rolling stone. The rolling stone gathers no moss because it's rolling too quickly. So if you're on a horse, you can't see the flowers because you're galloping. <laughs> forget about it. I think it's time to play some more tinkly music. Play but... that music, man. I gotta gather my thoughts. I gotta wrap my head around that one. Well, so we have some uh, Indian listeners who are. Uh, 
tuning in right now. Yeah. Uh, and we have a story that is connected to you, our Indian listeners. This is kind of cool. Taiwan and India forging a friendship, getting tighter and uh, more intimate than ever before. And that's kind of cool. You're going to tell us all about well, it. Well, yeah, because it seems like uh, relations between Taiwan and India are very, very good, given what's been going on. That's because uh, since Tsai Ing-wen uh, got on... Uh, became the president she's been enacting this new southbound policy which targets 18 nations it's just like kind of uh, increasing ties with 18 nations 10 of which are ASEAN members uh, six South Asian countries and Australia and New Zealand and the idea is that uh, before the administration before Tsai was uh, Ma Ying-jeou and he established a lot of ties to China and a lot of people say that that's making Taiwan too dependent on China and they want to kind of veer away from that. And that's what the new southbound policy is doing. And um, I guess India and China have been have, seeing their differences as of late. <laughs> that's, that is a very nice, mild way to put that, uh, considering, you know, everything that's been going on in the Kashmir region yeah. and kind of like... You know, we've got two militaries right up against each other waiting for somebody to sneeze. I, um, I put it lightly because I think that's the only facet of the story that's going to get put mildly. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So an official who spoke on the condition of, of uh, anonymity says that the the cabinet is paying more attention to the country in its regional and diplomatic uh, work. And that's because a lot of Indian graduates in the areas of science and technology have visited Taiwan for internships or for work. A lot of them work as uh, engineers in science parks. And uh, that's one of the directions that Taiwan really want to go, really wants to develop and go towards the AI, Absolutely. the 5G, the smart city. Uh, bilateral interactions have been limited due to the pandemic. However, um, there is a Taiwan-India exchanges exhibition planned. Um, it's going to be a virtual event, and it's going to take place between December 16th and 18th. Okay, excellent. Um, it's, it, I mean, I could go on, man. Like, so many things have happened. I did a whole hashtag on what's been going on with India and Taiwan. This was the China. Milk Tea Alliance? Uh, that was between Taiwan and, India, uh, Taiwan and Thailand, but uh, India really wants to become a part of the member of the Milk Tea Alliance, and I definitely say they've earned their membership as I, an unofficial spokesperson of the <laughs> non-sanctioned organization that is the milk tea alliance i'd say they earned their membership do you want to just explain that like briefly again it's basically uh thailand and taiwan and uh, hong kong this came hong during kong. the hong kong um the hong kong anti-extradition protests and uh taiwan and then i think oh i did the stories because a thai um a Thai celebrity, she went to Instagram and she was just like, oh yeah, I'm going with the uh, the Taiwanese style of fashion today. And the Chinese netizens didn't like that. They're just like, no, it's not Taiwanese, it's <laughs> Chinese. And then the Thailand was just like, oh really, it's Chinese, is it? And then they, they went back and forth. And the thing about the Thailand um, netizens is that they're amazing in that they just really roll with the punches. They don't take offense to anything. They just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're Thailand. We, we say whatever we, we want. And then Taiwan was like, yeah, Thailand, keep going. And then Hong Kong was just like, can we get in on a piece of this action? And they all realized that Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Thailand have distinct milk teas. And therefore, we became the Milk Tea Alliance. 
And then ever since then, Indian users have been trying to get in on the Milk Tea Alliance. In fact, they've been very vocal in our support, especially with our program, uh, Taiwan Insider. Absolutely. In fact, uh, also with uh, here in Taiwan right now, yeah. uh, as we've got some more people who have just written in. Um, can you see those people that have written in there? Yeah, let's see. Uh, I see Jen Dolari. Ooh, I'm not seeing as many. Uh, do I see Jessica Chang? She says, I love Tainan. Because you're talking about Tainan food. Somebody also, your a friend of yours maybe, yeah. was talking about another possible option for eating on top of rice, which is Kuda Xiao Tao. So he says, uh, you're Hakka. Hakka stir fried. I can't believe you forgot that, Leslie. I don't know. Like, Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That's, that's one way to guilt me into, you know, uh, admitting my roots, you know. <laughs> um, we also have some more listeners writing to us from India. So big hello to them. Um, I'm having some computer problems. Don't worry. I'll just keep going. Mickey Lin, Mickey Lin says, hi, guys. It's dinner time. It seems like a pretty. it's 5 p.m. right now in Taiwan. That seems pretty early for a dinner. Oh, no. What are you talking about? Always dinner time for That's me. That's true. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, goodness. Um, so we're going to go into some more tinkly music. We have time for one more topic All today. Right. All right. Um, I think that we should do a, a topic that Leslie says people be shopping till they be dropping. Yeah, that's uh, people be shopping till they be dropping. Like, is this, what is this? Is retail therapy? Yeah, so a counselor says that um, people have been turning to retail therapy to kind of cope with the COVID 19 pandemic. That's because they're not very, they don't really like to uh, go out right now. And um, they have a lot more disposable income, and that means they get to buy more things, whether it be on the internet or go out and go shopping. Um, people who collect items, especially I, toys or figurines, they say that uh, collecting toys is a way of dealing with stress, especially for those living in urban environments and experiencing stress in the workplace. I'm so stressed working with Leslie that I have to... Um, what do you collect? What do I collect? Let's see. Uh, kitchen utensils? <laughs> do you really? Not, what do I collect in the office? I have some things in the office. plants? I have lots of plants. You have you have those stickers? That, that doesn't help with the COVID-19 oh, pandemic. Oh, no. That does not. Make, <laughs> so I, we get these little stickers every time we come to work and get our temperature taken um, and then hand sprayed. So I've been collecting them since like February. I have a whole sheet of paper... I should show you this sheet of paper. It's amazing. You had the ones that they had for SARS, which is... I kept the that, ones from SARS That time. belongs in a museum. That belongs in a museum. Not sure it's going to last long enough to get into a museum. Um, but anyway, so what else? <laughs> this is a huge detour. Tell us more about this story, Leslie. Well, they're just saying this mostly applies to people who you know, collect things. So if you're not into collecting things, Andrew, I think now's a good time to start collecting things. Wait, can I buy other stuff? I have to col it has to be a collector's thing. I mean you you can collect whatever you want. I mean you got a lot of plants. Why don't you buy more plants? Buy so more he plants. Says, a person experiences positive emotions, a part of the brain known as the amygdala shows heightened activity. So like they're saying they can trace how the brain like lights up whenever you buy new stuff. I wish I could show you my amygdala, 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 but I don't amygdala. think that's appropriate for on the air. I don't. I don't I, I'm squeamish, man. You want me to start just puke? Oof, goodness. Uh, yeah. So that's about it. Like, so if you ever feel bad about buying something just for the sole reason that it makes you feel good, well, science is just like eh, it might not be a bad thing. Might not be a bad thing. Uh, any final thoughts to leave everybody with today? Uh, go buy some stuff, man. 
go, go help stimulate the economy. Oh yeah, stimulation is important. Um, go go have some like savory uh, things from Tainan and Kaohsiung, or have some pastries. Uh, send us a, a little message telling yeah. us what your favorite pastries are. That's a good one. That's and a good one. My question to you as well: If you had, if you ever had a never-ending bowl of rice, what would you? have it with because i have i'm still deciding like I've, i don't know why i'm treating this as such a big decision it's important yeah it's for the rest of your life there we go well thank you so much for joining us for here in taiwan i'm andrew ryan i'm leslie leo uh and uh leave us a comment below we'd love to hear from you Bye bye Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to be talking about a fight that broke out in Fiji between Chinese and Taiwanese diplomats. What happened was during National Day celebrations in the capital of Suva, Chinese diplomats tried to barge their way into the celebrations. When denied entry, a fight broke out, injuring one of the Taiwanese diplomats. Now, of course, after the altercation, the Chinese government was expected to give an explanation. But what the foreign ministry of China said actually had a lot of people scratching their heads. Actually, it gave me a little bit of a chuckle. You might be wondering what I mean. Well, all you have to do is stick around and listen because I cover it on this week's Hashtag Taiwan. Coming up in 3, 2, 1. Have a look at this slice of cake. And now you're probably thinking, cake? I didn't come here for cake. I came here for hashtag Taiwan. If I wanted to watch cake, I would just watch it on the cake watching network that I get on satellite TV for $4.99 a month. But this week, I'm going to tell you how a cake provoked an all out brawl between Taiwanese and Chinese diplomats in Fiji. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, like a good cake, this story's got layers. October 10th is Taiwan's national day. Big deal, you're thinking. We've covered this several times in the past few weeks. What else is new? But Taiwan's embassies and offices abroad have a tradition celebrating National Day in the countries where they're located by inviting local officials for a ceremony and reception. We wind them and dine them, if you will. Earlier this week, foreign affairs officials in Taiwan confirmed that a fight broke out between Taiwanese and Chinese diplomats at a National Day reception in Fiji's Grand Pacific Hotel on October 8th. All we have to go off of right now are personal accounts and reports. Police authorities in Fiji are looking into the case. But first, let's toss to Taiwanese Foreign Minister Joseph Wu for his comments. Minister Wu, take it away. We strongly condemn the violence against our diplomat in Fiji by China's uncivilized wolf warriors. As a sovereign state, we'll continue celebrating Taiwan National Day everywhere, every year. Taiwan is a force for good in the world and we won't be intimidated. JW. Washington Post reporter Ryan Ho Kilpatrick tweeted a transcript of China's response to the brawl. It's stuff we've heard before. Blah, 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 one China policy, blah, 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 Taiwan belongs to China. But Telegraph reporter Nicola Smith actually pointed out something peculiar about this statement. She said, Chinese diplomats were offended by a cake. She was referring to this part of the Chinese statement, which said, Taiwan's 
false flag was publicly displayed on the scene, and the cake was also marked with a false flag pattern. China is straight up taking out its frustrations with Taiwan on a sheet cake. Buddy boy, you gotta take it easy on the buttercream. Be better to the batter. Be nice to the cake that's been iced. Don't get cross with the frost. Hating. One might say they were in absolute tears. I mean, who doesn't love cake? Indeed, overseas National Day celebrations will feature a Taiwan cake. That do look like a mighty fine cake if I do say so myself. After learning about what happened, Taiwan's Twitter started paying tribute to cakes. Antoine Collard tweeted a picture of this cake saying, Just here to remind you that China got offended by a cake. Duly noted. Tricky Taipei tweeted, Since cakes are trending, I'm really into these illustration style cakes by this Taiwanese account. Anyway, if that false flag cake could talk, I bet it would say, You want a piece of me? As far as hashtag Taiwan topics go, I have to say that was one of the more amusing ones. I certainly got a great deal of joy out of writing, researching, and recording that episode. We're talking about, at the end of the day, milk, egg, sugar, a little bit of cream, some dough... And that was an official reason cited by a country as to why it started a fight. Anyway, I hope you did find this iteration of Hashtag Taiwan amusing. If you did, go ahead and leave us a comment. You can find us on social media, primarily Facebook at facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider or facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International. Go ahead and subscribe and go ahead and check out our weekly magazine, Taiwan Insider. Leave us a message with your questions, comments, or suggestions. I have yet to do a fan-suggested Hashtag Taiwan, so if you've got a topic and you'd like to be the first, I'll be more than happy to consider it. Anyway, until next time, you guys, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. It's that program where we get to your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listen to and tell us the good and the bad about the programs. Well, mostly the good. Because <laughs> you always say, like, you know, what you heard and, you know, what you like about what we talked about. But uh, before we get to those letters, though, we're going to chat a little bit and uh, give you an update on our own personal status. So, um... You went to uh, a place not far from here recently. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and actually, you sort of witnessed a, a very traditional th kind of thing having to do with babies that are one month old. I thought it was one year old. Sorry, sorry. I meant one year old. Yes, I oh, do mean one year old. I, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine them grabbing things when they're only so one month old. I'd never anyway. seen this before. Yeah. Um, I'd heard about it, but this is the first time I've actually ever seen uh, people doing this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This was at a historic uh, homestead. It's really like a mansion. Almost. Yeah. Uh, that actually was not originally around here. They moved it from its original location, disassembled it and reassembled it on a, in a park not far from our studios, like you said. Yeah. About 30 some years ago because they were widening the street that it was on and they were going to have to knock it over. Okay. I and, forgot that part. Yeah, no, so. it wasn't originally here at all. Okay. Uh, they found a suitable spot because there's nothing for in a lot of parks around here. Yeah. Um, 
And so they found a place where they, I guess, had good feng shui, and they, I guess, painstakingly rebuilt it in a new place. Yeah. And built some gardens around it, some traditional gardens. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, it's 19th century, mid 19th century. And there's like a bridge and then over a little pond and that kind of stuff. Some right? of the stuff they added on later, but the yeah. core of the, the main structures are all mid 19th century, I think. Right. So right. from a very wealthy family that used to live here. Um, anyway, um, they, I think the city government now owns it. Uh, yes. And so they, of course, open want up to, to the public. Right. Well, of course, but they want people to come too. Yeah. And it's not in a very well, it's in a very out of the way place. Yeah. Um, I would say it's, it's a hike. Um, yeah. And there's nothing around it. No, and, there's and no MRT stop. If you didn't you know to... it was there, you would never be able to find it. I have to be honest. Like, okay. uh, it's a. Uh, I have. To, I still have to use. Well, the first time I went there, I had to use my phone to figure out where where I was. Right. Um. So they have events, and this event, uh, like we said, features one-year-old children. They've just had their first birthday. Yeah, it's and called. It's called Zua Zou. Zou, as in like one year, like a full one year. Well, it's, it can be any. Cy completion of a cycle right um, a completion um or anniversary or something like that mm. um what they do is they put a bunch of objects that represent careers right in front of a child i think traditionally for instance there's a writing brush for chinese calligraphy okay. that would indicate an official or a scholar of some sort right which i think most parents in old times would have wanted their kids to pick and anyway the idea well, is nowadays that you know People put all kinds of things in right. there, like a set of keys, you know. What does that mean? That you're I don't have, know, that uh, you're going to have wealthy enough to own a car Maybe. Well, they're and, supposed uh, to predict what your kid will do, go on like to a, do later in life, like with their career. Yeah. Like based on which object attracts their attention and they grab first. What's that thing that, that you count on? Is the abacus. Abacus. You know, the abacus. And I don't know, people just think of all the all crazy things and creative ideas to throw in there, you know. Nowadays, I don't like know what they do. a mobile phone or something. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? You're going to be mean? a YouTuber or something? I don't know. True. Um, I don't know. I didn't see the event itself. I, we had to leave before it started, I think. But we saw lots of parents carrying their kids. Uh, they dressed their kids up very nicely for cute family photos, too, because it's a very scenic area. They've done a nice job got with the landscaping there. It's a traditional so, Chinese-style garden. So this was like a group event. Yeah, well, you have to sign up, and I'm sure that you kids, had to pay for it. But yeah, um, from, oh, I saw a bunch okay. of parents carrying with little kids kids uh yeah who would around. all have or be one year old yeah. i guess so um mm -hmm. they look to be about that age yeah and, uh i didn't see the objects that they would grab yeah but uh i imagine that they probably weren't things like writing brushes and advocates anymore i know modernized probably things totally like modernized i don't know <laughs> a, a, a big like giant computer screen probably isn't a good thing to let an infant grab but no um or maybe a toy size maybe, yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that was interesting. And then I don't know if you know this because, again, this is, is a part of a larger complex that was set up for a big event Taipei held 10 years ago. Uh, the, called uh, the, the International Flora, Taipei Flora, Flora Expo. Expo. We're very close to the enormous park that they built for this event. And sadly, while about a, a fifth to a quarter of it is very heavily used, Mm -hmm. They kept the structures around and they have actually turned them into successful businesses and the park people will go play in. They have weekend farmers markets. The vast majority of that <laughs> area is completely deserted and yeah. it's hard to get to actually. It's, be, you know, um, not hard, but you have to pass over some busy roads. You have to use a Google map. And it's back in your, yeah, it winds around. There are some twisty paths. 
And really, I, I hardly anyone goes back there. They have two beautiful and still well-maintained rose gardens there. I have no idea. That um, wow. I very few people seem to know about. There weren't many people there. Yeah. And you can, if you're interested in flowers, uh, and like especially taking pictures of them, um, they have, I would imagine, several hundred varieties of roses, each very carefully wow. labeled with what country it came from because they have these rose associations it looks like all over the world that like breed them yeah for different to be different colors have different smells yeah 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 different looks you some know are fancy. i love rose perfume i just love the smell of rose well, perfume i never realized that roses different types of roses could have quite different, different smells. smells yeah they don't all smell alike um mm. and yeah. it's not just generic rose smell and some were lavender, some were black, some were like fuchsia, some were orange, uh, some were black roses. Yeah, 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 like black. Wow. Um, some I see that. were small, big, different shaped petals, and like uh, it was like I a bit. Go a bit, check this out. It was a bit of Alice in Wonderland feel to it because they're, <laughs> they're walled off. They're walled yeah. off, and there's winding paths that go through them. There's actually, like I said, two of them, uh-huh. and they have regular. They still hire gardeners to look after them, which is a shame because no one knows they're there. I guess they, they were in the middle rep- of nothing. I guess they were recreating Alice in Wonderland. It sounds it's like so, it feels like you expect to see a, a you know <laughs> a Queen of Hearts show up at any moment, right? But... Or was that Rabbit? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have that, so that's that's my <laughs> job. Um, although he's never late for anything, he's always lounging. Um, yeah, it's a shame. They should really should uh, do something. I was walking with some friends, and we said, you know. The, gov- the city government has all this parkland. So they yeah. mow it. It's well kept. You know, it's not like overgrown with weeds or anything. And there, but there are buildings that used to be pavilions that aren't put to any use. Uh, it was exactly ten years ago. Some of the signs have faded away. Yeah. Some of the old mascot statues are still there, gathering mold. Well, it's the kind rose of... gardens are open space. Right? Yeah. Well, they're walled open. off, but they're well maintained. Oh, okay. And actually, they even tell you they have watering schedules, so someone oh. gets hired to do that. Yeah. Someone has prunes. I mean, there's gardening equipment lying around. Yeah, they're not and doing enough to promote them. Wa- roses from all over the world. There were wow. German, French, from the U.S., the U.K., Japan. Um, they have rose associations just about everywhere, and they tell you what year they were bred, and they all have really strange names. You know, like how horses and horse races have strange names. Yes, like that kind of. They all give them. <laughs> they try to out creative each other. Um, yeah. And but I was fascinated. Like that. That is fascinating. We have all this stuff here, and like, and uh, nobody knows. No one knows about. It. Well, I guess when they, like I said, they have to have activities for people to show up because it's kind of a a walk. Yeah. The only part that gets used is near a train station, so people can easily get off in the yes. front. That place is always packed. Right. There's restaurants in there. Yep. They have like an accelerator for some high tech. They, like they, oh yeah, they, two two accelerators. They found places. ways to make use of it. They have yes. exhibits on the weekends, which is good. Um, but the but like the va- farmers market, right? They always on the weekends, have them, yeah. But uh, the vast part of it, once we get past that that big busy road, there's like it cuts through it. Yeah. Um, no one goes past the road. Yeah. And then beyond that, all the way, very far away to a riverbank, there's uh-huh. nothing. I mean, there's open park space and pavilions, all deserted. So it was more like a 20-minute walk from the Yensan MRT was, stop? Yeah, it was a right? bit of a walk, so a bit that of a, a lake stretcher. I bet, you know, when we had the the, um, the Flora Expo, they probably had um, shuttle buses going there. Right, and I was told that none, because uh, some of the people who I was with had been at the Expo. I was in Taiwan that summer. That was my first time here, but I didn't yeah, I know here. about it. Mm. 
Um, oh, really? No. Oh. I didn't ever see it um, or even hear about it until, yeah. until much later. But I was told that uh, you couldn't, the lines were so long that you couldn't get in some of these pavilions that are now completely, I by know. the looks of them, abandoned. Deserted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sad. It's, the birds That's... are happy. There's lots of birds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, the trees really? are probably happy too, but yeah, not very much foot traffic, and which is a shame. Huh. It's a big, nice green area that yeah. we have. People are looking after it. Yeah. Uh, and the roses are hidden behind the walls. Very few people wow. see them, so you should go check them out. Yes, I should. And, I, mean, uh, I really like roses. While you're there, you can see the the old household. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Lots of people go there for. That's the one part that I think more, yeah, the most I, people go I to. I think I've been there, and I've actually did a show with another colleague. Um, you know, yeah. Wesley Hoser. I've interviewed here. the people who run it too. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a nice it's place. Beautiful for it wedding photos, beautiful. especially. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, the so. rest of it's kind of. It hasn't fallen mm. apart. It's still holding on, but people yep. need to go see it. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should have another Flora Expo. We should. We have the space know. for it, you know. Is this like a... Does it go around... I mean, the, the Flora Expo, is it like a, a global thing? I mean, international thing? I think it goes some, from different cities. Yeah, it's turns. like the Olympics. There's some group that... Are, but that doesn't mean we can't have our own. Yeah, it's just well, not affiliated true. with anyone. Yeah, I know. Really. Anyway. Mean, what are we, they're going to be like, no, you can't showcase your flowers. Like, <laughs> come on, we have all We're this We're famous space. for our orchids. Yeah. That's for sure. But roses, well, of course, I mean, it's from abroad and they, they're sharing they, with us. But some are local. They some grow, are local. They grow yeah. beautifully here. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thanks, John. Go I check mean, it out. It's right yeah, behind I know, us. Oh, really? Oh, we've got all these, you know. Secrets. Secrets. That right, right, you know, very near RTI. Mm. Anyway, let's get to the letters, and uh, we always love to hear from you. So please keep writing us and let us uh, let us know what programs you listen to. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And of course, remember, you can always check us out on Facebook and YouTube as well, and let us know what you think there, too. All right. I've got a typed out letter from uh, Mikio Okohara of Osaka, Japan. And uh, it says, I had the pleasure of listening to English language broadcast. I can understand English a little. Um, the next outline content, uh, I outlined the content I was able to listen to. He listened in on October 9th. It was at 15320 kilohertz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. Simple rating was from 35343 to 24232. And uh, he heard the news. President Tsai said Taiwan rejects China's one country, two systems formula for national solidarity. Tourism Bureau event under, uh, despite the coronavirus. Celebration of Taiwan National Day on October 10th. And then Indian media discussed uh, Taiwan National Day. Also, here in Taiwan, we talked about sugar. Okay, sugar content in pudding and juice, about natural foods, this year's National Day show performance, medical student ambassadors, and about doomsday care hospice. Huh. Okay. Um, And then about the Moon Festival. Yeah, um, our National Day and Moon Festival was pretty close to each other, kind of two weekends away. Um, Talking about the habit of eating mooncakes. And then in the spotlight where, uh, yep, that's my show, where I interviewed a yoga instructor. I bet that was Malabika um, Das talking about mental comfort. She helps build up confidence in women. Oh, no, this would have been another one. Um, Her name would have been Joy, maybe? Okay, and um, she's a tiny woman, but, you know, she used to be, like, so unsportive. Is that a word? And um, and then she took up yoga, mm. and then she loved it, where she became an, an instructor. Actually, aerial yoga instructor. 
Yeah. Would uh, you hang oh, us up oh, in a hammock oh. up in the air? I would definitely <laughs> um, end up on one of those failed video compilations if I tried that. Right. She was used, She used to be so, you know, not flexible to mm. now. She's just totally, yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, more details here. It says this is October monthly report. RT English service on 15320 kilohertz. The condition of the wave was fair to poor for listening. They were alternating good times and... Uh, Bad times, and there were occasional NHK World Japanese Service interference. Congratulations on National Day, October first, uh, October tenth. The parade was broadcast live by RTL, but unfortunately, I couldn't listen to it on time. In Japan, the number of people inf- and inf- um, infected with coronavirus is not easily is not close to zero yet. But the immigration restrictions for businessmen from overseas is still uh, was lifted. I hope that one day we'll be all be able to accept tourists from overseas. Okay, so it says here, I will continue to listen to RTI English service. Thank you for the service. Again, that was Mikio Kohara of Japan. We have a letter here from India, this one coming to us from Jayantra Chakrabarti, who writes, Taiwan-India friendship grows from strength to strength. Uh, it says, Japala, here's another video I want to share with RTI and its worldwide listeners that highlights Taiwan-India's bond of friendship, Indians' love and respect for Taiwan and its people. Uh, and this is a, it looks like a post on Twitter, actually. Uh, it says, President Tsai Ing-wen revealed her favorite Indian dishes and shared pictures, I guess, of the dishes on October 15th. I didn't know she was an Indian food fan. <laughs> um, it says that Taiwan, she said that Taiwan is lucky as the country is home to several Indian restaurants, more than several. Oh, yeah. Um, there's two near us at the park we just mentioned. Right, and some are pretty authentic. One, well, they're both run by people from India. Mm-hmm. One is a stand, the food stall line. Yeah. And oh, the right, other right, is right. A, the other is a sit-down restaurant in it. That one is halal. Okay. At least that one. Yeah. Um, it says, Taiwan in her post said that chana masala and naan are her favorite Indian dishes, and she loves chai. She also described India as a vibrant, diverse, and colorful country. Uh, I wonder if she's been to India. I'm not sure. I think not mostly sure. she visits, either she stops through the U.S. and visits mostly just diplomatic allies, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says uh, in this post, Taiwan is lucky to be home to many Indian restaurants and Taiwanese people love them. I always go for chana masala and naan, while chai always takes me back to my travels in India. I guess she must have been there. Well, she, she studied abroad very widely i know she, yeah she has degrees she from the u.s and the London. uk and i guess so. you can't taste indian food in sure but she says her travels in india so she must oh, have been there okay. at some point oh all right, all right. Uh, and memories of a vibrant diverse and colorful country what are your favorite indian dishes and that's what it said in the caption to the post so thank you for that it says with warm regards from india janta chakrabarti mine would have to be the uh the tabuli wait no 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 what's what, what's that chicken tandoori tandoori <laughs> sorry Right. I'm getting so hungry right now. Uh, I can just go for it. Tandoori I, chicken. I enjoy a good biryani. Uh-huh. What, what would that be? What's that one? Palaf type of a thing. And also I like uh, palak paneer. Okay. What's that? It's like sort of like spinach that's been put through a blender and uh, Indian type of cheese. Oh, wow. It's a bit like tofu. Okay. A little bit. All right, that's it. We're not going to talk anymore about uh, okay. food. Uh, yeah, I can't stand it. Okay, well, thank you so much. And that's this week's uh, status update. Thank you so much for your letters. And But we just love to hear from you. Oh, and Lassie, more too. And more. Lassie what, is very what nice. Is what <laughs> is Lassie? It's a yogurt-based drink, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. Okay, no more food. No more food. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, we always love to hear from you. So write us letters. Let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taiwan. Uh, sorry. 
我不在。P.O. Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And if you like us, let us know through Facebook or YouTube. Yes, write us, leave us comments. Again, we'll see you next week. All right. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me/radiotaiwanintl. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me/radiotaiwanintl for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.